hello hello back to another quarantine review this one is about a film um it's supposed to be a horror film but it's not really a horror film it's more of a psychological thriller um and if you're looking for like horror then this is going to be a very slow film for you but i did think it was interesting uh basically this is a plot about uh the white people that even white people don't even mess with no i'm kidding i'm kidding uh you'll get that joke in a second i'm sorry i just totally dropped my ipad uh, <laughs> but uh the invitation is a 2015 american horror film it was actually directed by karen kusama that sounds so sexy um and written by phil hay and matt manfredi um so basically it is starring um logan marshall green Tammy Blanchard, Michelle Hoisman, I apologize, and, ooh, okay, Ama Emyatsi Corinaldi, uh, Lindsay uh, Burge, Michelle Krusek, Mike Doyle, Jay Larson, John Carroll Lynch. So basically, it's, a, it's about a group of friends um, who received this invite from a friend of theirs that they haven't seen or heard from in two years it has been two years since they they've even spoken she they've, they've heard anything of her so the main story is, is surrounding the lead for uh, lead protagonist which is will and he's going to this party with his new girlfriend um whose, whose name is kira and they're all there and you know you start to learn what happened between will and his ex-wife who actually did invite him whose name is eden uh she's with her new husband named david and you you start to learn that um spoiler alert by the way (laughs) i don't know if you're not if you're not used to me you're like is she about to tell everything i am um so eden invites will and a bunch of her friends uh to this and you learn that when will and eden were actually together they were they were obviously very in love they were married But they had a kid, and obviously they were together long enough that this kid looked like he must have been eight years old. And the kid got into, like, a small accident. The kids were playing with bats, and one of the kids accidentally hit the other one while they were playing upside his head, and that's how his son dies. And ever since then, the relationship has never been the same. Uh, So when he goes back to the house where he used to live with his ex-wife and his son who died you start to watch him very slowly spiral out of control. And a lot of his friends are trying to, you know, deal with him because they they can tell he misses his son and is eating him alive. And one of the other things that while he's in the midst of all these things, he's noticing just small things, little weird things uh, that his, you know, his uh, ex-wife and her husband and two of his friends are doing. Like, small things, like the fact that there are a lot of bars all over the windows. Um, how each of the doors all have a special key locked. And there's no way to actually get out if there was an actual fire. Um, it's just, like, small things. So there's, like, this one particular scene where his uh, ex-wife, because uh, she's married to David, David lets a guest in, but then decides to lock the door and lock everyone in it and he immediately asked him like hey uh well you want to explain that like why are you locking the door and he said um oh people a, a couple houses over got robbed so we're just trying to be careful and he goes but what if there's a fire we need to get out and you have the key so it upsets him enough that david puts the key back in because everyone's watching him 
And this is all while Will is starting to spiral out of control. Now, his girlfriend, Kira, she's trying to be as supportive with him as possible because she knows that this is very difficult for him. So she's trying to mingle with his friends and get to know everyone. And he just keeps seeing weird things. And as they're there, uh, David and Eden and their friend Sadie uh, are joined with their friend Pruitt. And they start showing them weird videos. And it's very, very cult-like. They show them a video, uh, a real video of a woman actually dying. And it's her accepting death. And it's only because this particular woman had cancer. And she died, you know, with her friends and loved ones all around her. And the video kind of sets off a couple of people. So one of the people who gets, you know, a little, starts to get upset would be Claire. And... What ends up happening later on is they want to play a game called the I Want Game. So to remove any inhibitions that you may have that would make you hesitate to say what you truly want, everyone's going to go say it. So all the people who are part of this little particular cult that they sort of vaguely admit to, but they say, oh, no, it's not a cult. It's not a cult. It's not a cult. This is how it is. You get the impression that they're sort of pressing their beliefs onto them And that's when their friend Claire decides to leave because she's like, I can't take any of this. And she decides to leave. And what ends up happening is David, while he, uh, not David, while Will is spiraling out of control, he's, you know, going through their draws. He's looking at the fact that his ex-wife is still on some kind of medication. Um, He's having flashbacks of the times that they had together he's also having the flashbacks when she tried to slit her wrist after her son died he's having flashbacks of seeing his son in the house so he he hasn't he hasn't been in that house since the incident happened and he's just spiraling and his friends are sort of watching him because he's having these little moments of like anger then he pulls back and he's a little bit of anger and he pulls back so at some point during the um during the film he i mean he just has a complete spaz out at at the dinner table and when he has this at the dinner table he tells everyone why is no one questioning what's really you know what's really going on he goes you know these people are obviously crazy this is some kind of weird spiritual cult something is wrong and everyone's like no we're all having a good time (laughs) and he's like no why can't anyone sense that something is wrong he goes we haven't seen my friend you know choey choey's supposed to be here where is choey and he starts accusing them of doing something to him 10 minutes later choey actually shows up at the door so they look like they're not really doing anything So he thinks he has to apologize because he tells them, I don't think we should eat the food that they're giving us or trust them because something is wrong, right? So again, they're the white people, the cult people or the white people that even white people don't mess with. So, um, so he's spazzing, he ends up looking bad in front of his friends and they're trying to give him a minute to like, you know, uh, you know, uh, recoup himself, you know, and after he gets himself together, he has like a small talk with his girlfriend. He's like, I love you, but I don't think you can help me because, you know, I'm really messed up in my head because I don't know how to deal with the guilt of my son, you know, losing him and stuff. And he makes his way back into the house and everyone's kind of just staring at him because now in a sense, he's ruined the party mood. And he tries to go back to enjoying himself. But again, his instinct is telling him something is wrong. Like, this doesn't feel right. 
you know, she's very, you know, spiritual, wishy-washy, like, none of this matters, like, you could just let go, pain is, like, a choice, like, that kind of thing, and he, at the last second, this is where finally the action picks up, because the truth is, while you're watching the whole film, their friend, Choey, has been missing this whole time, and no one can find him, and everyone's been looking for him, so you kind of got the impression that he might have been killed already, then you're questioning what happened to their friend Claire, who left early because she was getting really upset uh, during the night and decided to leave early. So it's... Sorry, I'm cracking my neck, actually. Ooh. I don't know if you guys can crack your neck, but it's like an amazing feeling. And you're like, wow. If you heard that and you cringe, I hope you did. But anyways... Um, you start questioning, well, when's the action going to kick in? How are these these four people going to take out this entire group of friends? And after a while, you start to kind of get the impression, maybe it's not them. Maybe Will's going to snap from the grief of his son. He actually might snap and kill them. You're like, holy crap, that's a twist. And right at this last part of the dinner, right, the very last part, everyone's supposed to say cheers. Ah, uh, you know, drink from their last glasses. And for whatever reason, he realizes something is wrong. So he dr- he throws the cup and he's like, I'm not effing drinking this. And he starts slapping the glasses out of everyone's hand. And they're like, um, he's like, don't drink it, don't drink it, don't drink it, don't drink it. He's like, I'm telling you something's wrong. So now everyone really thinks he's lost his mind by being in the house. Um, which works for him and against him at the same time because... He's trying to save everyone's life, but it works against him because no one's really believing him because they think he's just mourning his son. So uh, one of the the, the cult members, uh, Sadie, runs over. She's like, bah, 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 bah. She's like hitting him. And she's like, you're ruining everything. You're ruining everything. And she's getting really upset with him. So he pushes her off and she like kind of falls to the floor. So at first, the way it's set up and the way it's shot was actually very lovely because it really looks like Will is about to snap and he's really about to kill everyone. And Sadie looks like she's dead. So everyone looks over at him like he's the ultimate villain and everyone's just confused. So what ends up happening is the cult members realize we got a little bit of a problem here. We may not be able to just do it the way that we planned. So Sadie starts to kind of come to and David, uh, David gets a knife, Pruitt gets a gun, and then it catches him off guard because one of them comes over and just stabs one of the friends, and another friend gets shot. So the minute they realize one of them has a gun, everyone, uh, Will grabs his girlfriend, Kira, and they're trying to get out of the house. The only person who knows that house as well as they do would be Will. So Kira is like, you know, you're expecting her to either die last minute um, or at least survive just because he would know the house that well. And that's when the action actually picks up. So if you were like looking for action, um, the action does not kick in until like more towards between the middle towards the end of the film. Uh, the rest of it is all psychological and you trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And poor Choey, he just showed up literally like right before all this happens. And I'm like, man, you should have been late. And <laughs> so one of the things uh that that's actually important to the film is that while will is watching everyone and he keeps dazing out he had noticed one of the neighbors had put out a red lantern 
and that's important towards Anne. So now different people are trying to, you know, they're trying to survive. They're running through the house. All the friends are getting killed off. Uh, Prude is just running around with no hesitation. Bang, 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 bang. And, you know, Will and Kira are trying to figure out how to survive. And one of the cool things that he said was when Kira was like, why is this happening? Why is this happening? She's having a freak out moment. And he goes, don't even worry about it, babe. I love you. We're getting out of here. They're just people. We can get out of here. And I thought that was kind of cool because it meant that he was like being very level-headed, which you often didn't really see in like psychological thrillers or at least in horror films because usually you have to see that the character is becoming smart or clever at the last minute. But it is a genuine belief that if you were in that realistic situation, the truth is you do have a chance of surviving because they are human. They are just people and you can do what you can to survive. Um, so they do try to escape. They end up killing, uh, Pruitt, uh, Sadie dies. Um, and eventually David does die and Eden ends up shooting herself. And at the end of the film, she sort of admits to David that, you know, I do miss my son, you know, cause she tried to make it seem like I don't feel any pain. <laughs> Everything's perfect. <laughs> and it's obviously not the truth, which is what he told her to admit anyway. And so will and kira they they survive right they survive now they think they're gonna run to a neighbor's house and get a phone right because in the beginning of the film they already established that they didn't have a landline and you know obviously there was like bad reception because they kept trying to call choey their friend um but they made up an excuse going, oh there was a storm here um that knocked down a line so we haven't just gotten the chance to get the guy to come back up and reinstall it so we have a landline so they're on their way to go to a neighbor's house and then it hits Will and it makes sense to him. Um, the Red Lanterns were all the houses that were doing the cult and killing people because all across the hills of California, all you hear are gunshots, fires, and people screaming for their lives. And right when he's about to like, you know, run out like, we're free, we're free, we're free. He sees the helicopters, police, fire trucks running over because they're just trying to figure out what on earth is going on. And he grabs his girlfriend and he's like, oh my God. And then he realizes that entire area is just filled with people uh, murdering them uh, all for the sake of the cult. So I got to give this film uh, four out of five Cadmus. Actually five. I'm going to give it five out of five Cadmus. I actually really did enjoy it. Um, You know what? Four and a half. Cadmus out of five. I'm only going to say half just because it's a little slow and it was not what I was anticipating and I also didn't feel like it was in the right category because it's not a horror film. It's really more of a psychological thriller because um, you do spend a good chunk of the film just trying to figure out well, when's the killing going to happen? How's this going to happen? And it leaves you questioning a lot of things uh, to be honest. And while you're questioning all these little things, they throw uh, information at you so you they know you as a viewer are going to try your very best to like piece everything together. And that's kind of the cool part. They have like the little scenes where, you know, Choey's girlfriend's there and she's like, where's Choey? And like, do you have reception? And like, it's the small little stuff. So every sentence actually had a purpose to the film. It wasn't like, we're going to throw this here and see if it tricks you. Ha 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 ha. It wasn't anything like that. They were telling you the entire time, you know, um, that they were really going to try to kill them. And it was so subtle. 
it was very much like yeah no it's not really like a call it's a really spiritual thing and then when they watched and show them the film with someone dying they're like well we shared it with you because we just want to let you know that pain and death is not something to be afraid of and they keep repeating it so like you know will's the only one who's like um anyone else think something wrong here and it was it was it was well done it was very well done um like i said i'm only taking out that half and why it's not a perfect five out of five cadmus it's just because it's a little slow and i think it just has more to do with what i was anticipating and how it's incorrectly categorized um it really is a fun very nice psychological thriller and i also enjoyed the fact that at some point you start to question if the killer's going to be will because it almost starts to look like everyone's turning against him because they think he is completely spazzing out over the over the death of his son. And I thought that was so beautifully done. And, you know, having him have that moment of anger and embarrassing himself and making the lead protagonist apologize for ruining the party and then have him leave the party and sit in the backyard where he's sitting there genuinely feeling bad for himself. You know, having him walk back into the room and everyone's like, oh, fine, here he is. Hey, well, you know, that I thought was pretty cool. So it kept you distracted because you kind of feel like, I feel like they're going to do something, but when? Or is it him who's spazzing? And maybe this is how he's imagining it because you never know, especially when it's a psychological thriller. And once everything happens, what I love was the fact that it wasn't just them. It was an entire area in California that was, you know, doing these, you know, Manson kind of things, you know. Um, And it was like, oh, so it's not just you. Like, you're not going to get the kind of help you think you're going to get. You're going to get the help eventually once the police get there. So I do have to say this film is very interesting. Um, So if you like psychological thrillers, I definitely would recommend this film. The actors were relatable. They were realistic. Um... Even as a group of friends, they felt like a group of friends who were in their late 30s, you know, maybe kicking 40 already. And they hadn't retouched, you know, touched up with each other in a long time since basically college. And they kind of had that vibe like, well, you know, life's been really different lately or this is what's been going on or this is what happened. And you can see them kind of reconnecting. Some of them already had a natural connection. Some of them you can tell like has tension. It was it was well done. So you're sitting there, you're like, oh, what am I going to watch tonight? Put on The Invitation on Netflix. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I do appreciate you listeners out there. There's like four of you. Um, (laughs) Be sure to make sure you follow me. Uh, Everything I do is under CADMA, which is C-A-D-M-A. That is Charlie Alpha, David Michael Alpha. Um, so I'm Cadma. Obviously, if you don't know that, and you if you just clicked on this randomly, you're like, I don't know this chick has click play. Um, I am Cadma. I am also from Bitten Apple TV, which means anything you Google under Bitten Apple TV, that is moi, and that is my team. Uh, you looking for me on TikTok? Look for me on Cadmania. You can also type in Cadma. I'll still come up. And then my Instagram is Curly Cadma. That is C U R L Y C A D M A. Twitter Cadma. Tumblr Cadma. Uh, Facebook, Cadma, <laughs> everything's Cadma. Um, movie, 4.5 out of 5 Cadmas. Uh, I don't know how much more I can stress that. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed. Have a great uh, day, night, evening, afternoon, weekend, whatever. Just have a great quarantine. Bye.